0: A song is originally called, What Makes the Red Man Rent? was also decried as man. It was later renamed, What Makes the Brave Man Brave? We are not finished. The Song of house, which is the, the crown jewel of racism in the Disney uh, Cinematic Universe. Songs of, one of the South, 1946, one of Disney's most controversial movies, which has never been released on video or DVD in the United States. Oh my God. It's depiction of plantation worker oh. <laughs> perpetuates an old racist myth that slaves were happy in the cotton fields. <laughs> so, so <laughs> sir, so, sir, if these are the values that you want Dizzy to go back to, the Christian conservative Republican, you need to do some self-reflection. You actually just need to not be a racist. Mm. Wasted Yo what's good it's your boy South3706 This is KTSCF Podcast Episode 49 We don't do nothing we just kick it Uh, We have all the hosts back Uh, Miraculously I'm not going to lie I didn't think Al Chompa was going to show up But (laughs) here it is In all of her her (laughs) glory um, We have AC3 Savage And Marcus Sniffles What is happening
1: Man.
0: Yeah. man, I was about to say, man,
2: L, L, get on one yacht, and now she's going to act different. She's want to show up <laughs> with the hooker going on. like just crazy. Did
1: I, did I mention that it was a yacht to a private island? Yikes. Did I, did I just?
3: <laughs>
2: okay, Shout Good out island. to
3: Warm Girl Summer for this year.
2: Mm. <laughs> a little <Warm>. lukewarm summer.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, man. you're not going to be doing hot activities. No, I'm so. not.
1: I'm not gonna
3: yeah, be warm. Right so, you
0: know, no, you're right. Keep it PG. I mean, Megan Thee Stallion also was like booed up, so that whole movement has kind of died. Um, so it's yeah, you know, it's the it's the uh, the Kevin Samuels summer. We're telling women that they're you know two and fives, and that they need a man to survive. So shout out to Kevin Samuel. Not, I mean, I listened to the episode he did with Joe Budden, and it was actually less chaotic than I thought it would be. It was actually, it was actually pretty good. I thought it was going to be like a train wreck of like misogyny and anarchy, but yeah, some pretty good points. But you know. People just get the clips and they run out of proportion. But anywho, we're not here for the Joe Budden podcast, even though it is still wildly entertaining without Rory um, <laughs> say they're not, they're not there for the Joe Budden podcast either. Yeah, they got me <laughs> for the new guys. Like, yeah, dog, like he really just stepped over them like fucking uh, Al, Al Arison did the Tyronn Lue. Like like those guys didn't exist, but hey, man, when you were charged, you the boss. The show must go on. But anywho, appreciate y'all listening. Definitely subscribe to Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, uh, all those uh, various streaming platforms because, uh, you know, we have bills. Anywho, uh, one person that will not have bills anymore is uh, Derek Chauvin, who has been indicted Ooh. on all three counts. He got indicted for second degree unintentional murder, third degree murder and second degree manslaughter for murdering. Now we can stop tiptoeing around it and murdering George George Floyd. Um, if you didn't see the uh, his reaction initially when he was uh, found guilty, it was pretty, I guess, priceless. You could say, cause he was like generally like generally shocked that they actually convicted him. Like he was like, wait a
1: second. He was, he was,
0: he was befuddled. He's like, yo dog, like what? <laughs> like the memes were killing me. They're like, yo man, I thought you said you got me like talking to his lawyer. Somebody said his wife is at home cooking up the finest beef, stroking off because she thought he was coming home.
1: The finest hamburger didn't she helper. Filed for a divorce. She filed for a divorce. She ain't worried about that, man.
0: Look, for the sake of Twitter joke, she was at home whipping up that hamburger helper, <laughs> put a little razzle dazzle on top, <laughs> some scallion, you know, say a little paprika. Like my baby's coming home, my murdering husband. But yeah, man, he's uh, they they really they really did their thing with that. So I'm curious, you guys' thoughts. Um, I know initially when I saw the verdict came back very quickly, I thought that voted well for the whole situation. But like, what were you guys' initial thoughts? We'll start with uh, AC.
3: Well, first of all, with the charges that he received and the fact that he elected to have the judge do the sentencing, let's not act like he's getting life in prison. He'll be home in five years. But, I mean, even a small victory is a victory. So, you know, I'm definitely – happy for his family the one thing that i don't like is um the people coming out saying i can breathe now shout out to the raiders for that i get what they meant but it, it was just kind of weird and um the whole he sacrificed his life thing like oof, nigga oof. he begged for his life for nine minutes he didn't sacrifice his life just a poor choice of, of words but um you know, it's good when you're on our side as many, as many times as we're on this side. It's good to finally see some sort of justice. So that's how I felt.
2: Yeah, it just seemed like a lot of tone deafness and people not reading the room when it came to that kind of stuff. Um, while they were deliberating, uh, a tweet came out about the jurors. And uh, that kind of had me a little bit nervous because it was like, you know, out of the 15 jurors, six of them were white women. Uh, three white men and then just three black men and one black woman, and two mm-hmm. uh biracial women. So just the six white women had me hella nervous. I was like, hold on a second, like he he might not get found guilty for this. And they were saying like they hold they did the whole uh, he had drugs in the system, he was by the uh car exhaust, and that's what killed him. And I was like, man, these white women about to let this man go for free, and uh. I was, I was actually kind of nervous, and that's the frustrating part, is that you can watch that video and still like not know, like, is this guy going to get found guilty or not? So, Well, I while. mean,
0: the, the entire city of Minneapolis, they had no faith in the system, as they already were like, yo, we're planning on shutting these schools down.
1: Uh, <laughs> you know, and then just
0: damn, dog, like, yeah. and, and again, that, that's the shame, and I know AC was saying that um, the poor shirts sure- poor choice of wording in the whole situation. And a lot of people were celebrating saying that, you know, justice was finally served, but that's, that's not what it was. It was a murderer getting charged with murder. Like that's not justice. That's, that's the bear being minimum. caught on tape murdering After being caught yeah. on tape. That's the <laughs> bare minimum. So. Yeah, Got caught, caught in
2: 4k. It and, blatant. That, and it's like, it's like, the, the th- I guess the thing that made me nervous about that is seeing the name of the, like seeing all those jurors and kind of seeing the defense they were going with. I was like if they if there was no video would he be guilty right now like or
0: would
1: he that, be walking
0: out of here that's a huge yeah. cuz Ryan King definitely got his ass beat in uh, 1k and all those guys got off so the <laughs> 1k yeah they didn't have you know yeah. the, the cassette tape he got his ass whooping in lowercase <laughs> k. k
1: yeah all right
0: peer right king I mean, it you is know,
1: what it is. I mean, I felt pretty confident it was going to come back guilty. I thought that they presented a really strong case. I thought it was going to be really hard to to say otherwise. Now, whether or not they were going to get him on all charges as guilty, that part made me a little nervous, especially once we saw the demographics of the jury come out. But then I just thought, okay, if it's that quick of a turnaround, there's no way that they're going to find him innocent because everybody needs to be, it needs to be unanimous, Right. And I was like, there's no way that it was just going to, even if, say, you know, the six white women were going to say he was innocent, there's no way that the jury came back that quickly and with a determination other than guilty, is is the way I look at it. Because I know for a fact that there's people in that room who thought he was guilty. There's no way otherwise, even if it was just one, just statistically and just with the case that they presented and the video that we all saw, there's no way that he was going to get away with it that easy. So... Yeah, I'm happy. But as to the as to the point of I can breathe now. I don't know if anybody else caught this, but it was like pretty much immediately after the uh, results came out, if you will, before the Raiders tweeted what they tweeted. One of his murals was edited underneath to say I can breathe now. It was all over CNN, at least, uh, while I was watching. And I thought at that point that was strange. And I said, is that a thing? Now? Is that what people are going to start saying now? Because I thought it was weird. And then a few hours later is when the Raiders tweeted out their tweet. And then it was super tone deaf, um, as I suspected as well. And then people, they insert all the backlash, right? But it's on his murals, So I hope they go back and edit that. Because that's where I saw it first something to consider. I'm not, I'm not defending them by any means, but it's just like, why is it being said or painted or anything? We need to do some adjustment.
0: Yeah. So I guess per the uh, laws in Minnesota, the sentencing guidelines, it's most likely Chauvin would probably get like 10 to 15 years, but I believe the judge has the autonomy to uh, up those, uh, numbers based on like extenuating circumstances, like, cause it, it seems a bit aggravated. Unfair. Yeah. It, it seems a bit unfair that, um, that like he got charged with three counts, but they're going to only give him credit for one. Right. So that kind of shows that, Hey, we as a jury didn't find him guilty for one, like all of these were egregious. So I think the judge can take that into consideration with sentencing So, I mean, this this does send a message kind of with the whole blue wall of silence that, you know, cops are willing to speak against their own. But the other thing is, is like, again, this wasn't 4K. So, you kind of, your hand is a bit forced in the situation as law enforcement to be like, hey, man, this ain't right. We don't stand for this because if you don't, you know, it's kind of slap in the face to the family and everybody else that's been victimized by the police. And I believe I said this, I think last week or the week before. Uh, if you see something happen in your local community or area, man, like it might inconvenience you for a little while, but take a second to pull out your phone to get it on tape because you never know. That could be what gets somebody convicted or hold people accountable. Like, again, like Marcus said, had there been no tape, this case could be going a completely different direction. So, you know, pull out and your phone. I, I just
3: I want to really quickly um, give a shout out to this dude. Um, I mean, nobody else here may know him, but. He's out of Orange Park, Florida, Clay, Clay County, Florida, named Kevin Connor. Um, He really goes out of his way to ride for the cause. Like if he sees um, a police officer pulling over a black person, he'll stop himself and film it. He's out there at every riot, getting around, you know, doing what he has to do. Um, I don't know if a lot of people, well, white people or people that aren't black know this, but that that really does mean a lot to know that you do have somebody that does. Uh, see, see our plight. So shout out to Kevin Connor on Facebook if you guys want to follow.
0: Well, just to stick with that, I know uh, L mentioned the Raiders in their statement and the NFL came out and made a statement as well. I'm um, pull it up on my phone real quick. But the gist of it is it's kind of these these corporations are kind of just riding the wave per usual, like when they had the whole post of black square to so show solidarity, you know, saying, mind you, like racist people are posting a black square. Just trying to show solidarity. Like we had a Falcons player that clearly was not for anything that the Black Square represented, but then he posted it and got bullied into deleting tweets and whatnot. But um, so the NFL came out and said today's outcome in Derek Chauvin trial in Minneapolis does not undo the loss of the life of Mr. George Floyd. He should be with us today. Our remain with Floyd family. We understand the pain, anger, frustration does not go away even with justice is delivered. Importantly, even as we identify reasons for hope, we must continue to help move our society towards a more equal and just tomorrow. We are proud to partner with NFL players and clubs and remain committed to doing the important work needed to make a positive change in our society. Very hollow words from a hollow organization. I know last <laughs> year they had the big push about ending racism, you know what I'm saying, in the end zones of teams called the Chiefs and whatnot and uh, having the players do, you know, minor racial messaging. It is just one of those things. It was a, it was a buzzword for the season, but like, let's see if it happens next season. You had prominent players coming out when this popped off last year and were very loud. Um, I'm going to call out one player from my team. Uh, Matt Ryan was pretty loud with his support of uh, racial uh, disparities and things of that nature. He donated some money, but like, I haven't heard anything since, right? I'm not saying that he may not be out there in Atlanta doing the work, but this isn't a, you know, one time, you know, Write a check, do your one little D, do your PR move and it stops. Like, this has to be yeah. a continuous process. And, and that's one of the things I would like to see, or I hope these these players and these organizations are actually doing the work. So, I, w- I want to, I,
2: I'm expecting more from the, from the media. Like, and it's crazy that we have to kind of expect athletes to speak on this, but like, I don't want to hear from LeBron on this. I don't want to hear from Kevin Durant. I don't want to hear from Patrick Mahomes. Go over to Aaron Rodgers' locker. Go talk to JJ Watt. Talk to Luka Doncic or, you know, JJ Reddit. Talk to these white players too. Cause this is this is not a black problem. This is an American problem. So talk to these white athletes too. Don't just, you know, talk to Anthony Davis and then ignore Kyle Corver. Like talk to them too.
3: You know, the one thing that I don't like about that, and I have to be honest, is to me, sometimes it can come across Depending on how it's positioned, it's fake. Like, I was watching an interview. If Everybody who watches the podcast knows I'm a Jaguar fan. I was watching an interview with Urban Meyer. We know this nigga's history hiring mm-hmm. a racist, covering up for abuse, and all kind of stuff. And like, they just randomly asked him for his thoughts on the Derek Chavon or Shaven situation. And I have to be honest with you, I was like, who cares what his thoughts are on it, like on the verdict? It's like, of course, he's going to say whatever coach speak or whatever. Oh, yeah, you know, I think justice was served and blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't need to see all that. Like, I want to see you guys not hiring your Chris Doles and hiring, you know, someone. it, It could be of any race, but somebody that doesn't have a history of racism. Or being out really on the front lines doing things that you need to do for these communities, um, not just for Black people, but for all people. Like I, I would rather see that than the fakeness of uh, what they do. With hey, we'll just ask a generic white person their thought on this one situation. We already know what they're gonna say, so that, well, don't even think about it. And then also one more so thing, part. y'all make a freaking statement. But yet, for the life of me, you guys could not understand what Kaepernick was doing. Like every time something was going on, they would deflect it in some other way. Like if he talks about this person killing, oh, he has pig socks on. What oh about the well, troops? Fidel Castro, or oh well, we're past that. okay, you know, NFL, you seem really fake. But go ahead.
2: I uh, when it comes to like talking to to, to the white athletes, it's, it's Not so much about just saying like, hey, can you give a statement about like what happened? But it's more about like the follow up questions, like because a lot of these a lot of these things are happening and there's like no real follow up. So like, what were you thinking that made you say this? What happened? Like, what else do you think about this? What do you think is uh, something that we can do to help progress this? What do you say to people that disagree with the verdict or what do you feel about, you know, I mean, I mean, it's probably too much to ask like NFL players, but what do you think about defend- defunding the police and your political stances? And, and I'm not saying to go all the way that far with it, but if they, if they come out and make a statement, there should be at least a follow-up question to that.
0: Well, I don't, I don't think it could be too much. Again, like you said, it's not too much for them to ask all the black players. Like you're in a league that's 80 plus percent black, right? I get it that some of the relationships in the locker rooms are not as tight as we may think they are. And the locker rooms are kind of divided, probably how you would think. But you still have to think about this. Like, even if he's just your teammate or your coworker, at the end of the day, you still work with a bunch of black guys. You know what I'm saying? Unless the locker room is that segregated, then that's it's kind of wild that you just don't even think about this. Like, just the thought of this plight doesn't even cross your mind as you're. Either throwing them touchdowns, they're getting you sacks, they're protecting you on the line, they're running the ball for you. It's like, yo, know, like they're people just like you. They just happen to be looked at and portrayed in a way that certain people find problematic or dangerous or whatever you want to, you know, whatever trope you want to throw on black folks at the time. So, but yeah, I, I think they should ask them more questions. I think there should be more education programs in for these players, uh, along with the fans as well, because we know the fans are. Like, you know, the whole sunglasses that, that whole, the whole sunglasses, Abby, dog, Abby, you know, all the the dog whistles that are out here on the, on the internet. So, but yeah, I'm glad that uh, accountability was had and we'll see what happens with the other uh, gentlemen that were at that stop as far as what they could possibly be charged with. So um, that, that'll be, that'll be interesting. But moving on uh, everybody watched. Well, I, Feel like three out of four of us watched the Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> I don't know about El. seem like a Falcon and Winter Soldier person. Um, no. No? no. Okay. So. Um, uh
1: myself now. Um. <laughs>
0: yeah. So the more things change, the more things stay the same. Um, spoiler alert: If you haven't watched this, apparently Jif Queen has not watched the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like I saw her tweeting about stuff that happened in episode one. I was like, Yo, you just watched this? I was like, The fuck is going on? Like the show is over. She's she's like busy. Okay. Busy.
1: congratulations she got to her she got a new job okay she's been watching other things priorities job. look uh, this, is, priorities. this is this is this
0: is like excellence i am just like she posts up like oh I can't <laughs> believe I can't believe you put the shield in the museum like that happened oh, six weeks ago <laughs> that happened in the trailer <laughs> <laughs> that happened in the trailer dog like anything. so if you're like Jif and you have not finished the series you probably want to fast forward a little bit but the more things change, the more things change, stay the same. Um, your boy John Walker is still out here getting his ass beat <laughs> for yes. no I'm Like, bro, yeah. ass. I was like, okay, so we'll start from the beginning. So my prediction on uh Sab suit was wrong. I am very offended that you know he sold out. You know what I'm saying? Like he should have held it down, he should have got the, the Hotep colors for the suit, or got the black liberation flag colors for the suit. I'm very disappointed, Bucky. Sold him out, sent these whack ass designs to Wakanda. Like I know it was Wakanda produced the tech, but they didn't do the design. Like they didn't design nothing that whack. Like I get it, it's the suit he had in the comics, but they don't always stay true to the comics. Y'all can y'all can veer up the path a little bit. You know, Disney was leading into the racial uh messages, you know what I'm saying? Lead all the way in. Get the black power, black power fist in the front of the uniform, <laughs> get the stars stripe out of here. Like give us Hotep Captain America. That's what that's Got what the people wanted. over there. that's what the people wanted. All right. But you know what? We we had to pander to the white man. We had to keep the conservatives happy because I already pissed at Disney. So we had to leave the red, white and blue in there. But um, uh, this was the lowest rated episode on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, A lot of people are speculating it's because uh, Sam is now Captain America. But the reviews that I read on Rotten Tomatoes had nothing to do with that. But you know, that's neither here nor there. But uh, what were you guys' thoughts? We'll start with uh, Marcus. What did you think about this episode? You also think this was the worst episode, and I will argue that the last episode was the worst episode. Uh, yeah, it,
2: it. I mean, it's not a bad episode. Like the episode was fine. It's just like it felt like they could have used one more episode to kind of flesh things out more. Like they just kind. Of, it felt like they just kind of pushed a lot of stuff in there. A couple of the speeches were like a beat too long. Where it's just like, "All right, Sam, like we get it, Doug. Like you, you we got it. Like you're kind of rambling at this point." Yeah,
0: they they really leaned, and I said he went full MLK. I was like, "All right, yeah, I was like, get like, it, man. Oh, like man, I get man. it. I respect what Disney's doing, but like,
2: come on." I, I just I just felt there there was a lot of a lot of moments that were kind of built up that we didn't get a payoff for, like uh, the one the. The main issue I had was like at the beginning of the show, it was about like Bucky's past and the things that he did as the Winter Soldier and him trying to come out of that. And I felt like they did good as far as like showing his progress, trying to make amends and get all that stuff out of the system. But there was always that big one. The big one that he had to get off his chest. a big, like, I have to let this man know what happened. I have to, that's the one that's hanging over my head. I've, it's in my book, it's written down, I've done everything in this book, but that one thing, I gotta do this. And then he went and did it, and it was like two sentences. It was like, hey, I did it. I didn't really have no control over it, but I did it, and that was it. And I'm like, what was the whole point of that whole storyline and arc if that's how it's gonna end? It's like it's like it doesn't matter. It didn't, it didn't mean anything. We spent Six episodes going through this man's whole journey and mental journey, physical journey, emotional journey. And then we get to the climax of it and it's just my bad, dog. I didn't have no control over that, dog. That's my bad. Like, that's it? And you just get it. That's it? Like, it it, it, and I, I appreciated the, you know, how they, how they ended it with, uh, with Isaiah. I thought that was a pretty powerful scene. But the scene with Bucky should have been that level of of heavy, or it should have been at least a little bit longer than what they gave us, because that was kind of weak. That was a that was a cop out, honestly.
0: I mean, to be fair, they were allegedly supposed to have more episodes, but coronavirus kind of threw off some of the things that were going on. Well, they they
2: threw, they threw off a storyline, like there was supposed to be like a virus storyline. Yeah, yeah. And they, they, just did, they, can, that, but, they just put some stuff in there. Oh. no, nah, nah, no, no. And you know what? Speaking of that, I'm sick of that shit. Like. I don't want to watch TV shows like This Is oh, Us gosh.
1: and Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, yeah, all
2: yeah, I'm all these it. like yeah, all these television shows are in these universes. In these television shows, Corona exists, and they're walking around wearing masks and staying six feet apart and being isolated on these TV shows. I don't want to see mm-hmm. that. And then when it comes to a Marvel, Disney, comic book action TV show. They can't have a virus storyline because it's too realistic. Get the fuck out of here, man. And those channels, those shows are on ABC. So you're telling me that I can watch Grey's Anatomy where they got to wear a mask, but I can't watch a virus storyline on Falcon and Winter Soldier? Fuck
0: Okay, that, well, man. to be fair, Grey's Anatomy, I've never seen a single episode of this show. It's isn't a that show- <laughs> like, <laughs> just because you haven't seen it doesn't make it not popular. I, I didn't say it was popular. I just said that I've never seen that show. All I'm saying is, isn't that show set in the hospital? Okay, this is us. Is not we need to have like protocols. This This is us.
2: Is not set in the hospital. Another show I've never seen. Well, here's the
1: thing. Here's the other thing too with these shows. It's like we're reliving the outbreak of when coronavirus started. Like they're being super like PC about it. Oh no, stay stay, safety, like you're saying. And then like recently in Grey's Anatomy, you know, they started with the protests and the George Floyd all over again. And I'm not saying like don't don't highlight these things, but at the same time, I just feel like we've Live through it, we're still living through it. It's not like we forgot this is a scripted TV show. Not everything is this is not a reality show. Not every little thing that happened in current events from last year to now needs to be relived.
2: Like this is us is worse with the mask on it. It's just it just is. And I love that show, but it's worse now mm-hmm. because they've added that storyline and there was no reason to add it. Zero yeah. reason. And so I just felt like it's kind of a cop out to take that storyline out of a television show when it's in every television show that's out now.
1: So but let's go back to the Marvel. So they're wearing masks in Marvel. Like I don't understand.
2: No, <laughs> no but they they, are, they removed. Oh, no, they a,
1: just they removed the whole. Yeah,
2: because there. there was a part of it. Okay. I think it was like episode two or three where they were fighting on a train and they were like they were stealing a vaccine, and they never really talked about what that vaccine was for. What what happened? Like, is this a cure for something? And then mm. one of the other. uh people that died, apparently died because of a virus. And that's what the vaccine was for. But they never touched on that because of COVID. So they're just like, well, we're just not gonna talk about it. And it kind of leaves a hole in, in a couple of- uh. Oh, you talk talking about plots. that
3: uh, woman that she yeah. was trying to save? Okay. Yep.
0: Well,
2: See, she, I, I
3: thought that they were trying to give her the secrets or the super serum for some reason. I was kind of confused with that too, but that makes sense.
0: Well, the, the thing is, is that during the blip, the scientist that leaked the coronavirus, he was snapped away, so it never happened in the MCU. So it, we don't have to worry about masks. You know, Thanos saved the world from the coronavirus.
1: The fact that I don't know the show, so I was going along with it for a second. I fucking hate you. you gotta go down YouTube
0: Matrix. It's in there, I promise. But uh. I mean, uh, Mr. Savage, what what were your thoughts on the episode? Do you think it lived up to the hype? Do you think they wrapped up things well? Do you think they needed more episodes?
3: You know, I just want to first say I felt like, you know what, I'm not going to say that. That would be so rated R, so I just won't say that, because I don't want you to have to add (laughs) something. Um, I just, I'm not going to say it. um, As far as the episode is concerned, I thought it was a good episode. I did think Sam was kind of dragging along with the freaking MLK-style speech a little bit. I felt like the previous episode was kind of a little bit of a filler episode. They probably could have did something a little else. Uh, My only concern was I did kind of feel like it was a little bit predictable. Like um, with the explosion of the captured people, I won't go too deep into it because I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, but I, I thought I saw that one coming by some way um with the uh, agent carter i kind of figured that that's that was going to be her position that ultimately that was it was a letdown. yeah that was a letdown. so some of the stuff i was kind of like okay i i kind of could see this i knew sam was going to get the shield back i knew it was going to become captain america um with the isaiah situation it did make me a little proud like that was definitely a big ups to them for you know kind of retroing that back and giving him an honor, you know, to kind of live by. Uh, I was actually, believe it or not, excited that they did go into that U.S. agent uh, situation. I would be really excited to see whether it be a spinoff for him or a continuation of the story going forward along with them. So, um, yeah, I was definitely very interested in that.
0: I'm glad you brought that up. I'm, you know what? John Walker is the walking embodiment of white privilege. Like if you look at Isaiah Bradley, like they put him in jail for 30 years for saving people because they want to do experiments on him. Right. Like John Walker killed somebody on tape, dressed as as Captain America on tape. All they did was say, look, bro, you can't be Captain America no more. And you can't, you know, be in the military, lose
3: your pension.
0: That's it. You can walk. He literally walked out and built a new shield like a great value shield and then like built another uniform It was right back in the streets. What right back in the streets causing white people. I'm just like, yo, like they don't have like a he didn't even get like an ankle tracker. Like he he, he went on house arrest or nothing. Like he You're just not gonna out, take it back? He was out in the streets. I'm like, I'm was just, so I'm just saying, like, yo, like that's that's bullshit. Like, he pretty much got off scot free from murder, but that, that was my that, job, making probably more money to be be reckless.
2: But that was my same issue with WandaVision. like when WandaVision ended after she was terrorizing the people for weeks. But that's different. And she just walked away. Like that's I'm not. And he was like,
0: trained by the Winter Soldier. He got his. He clearly got his arm snapped the episode before, so he could be taken down. You're not stopping Wanda. Like, she's I, out I, there I understand
2: that you're not stopping him, but there, there was no type of anything. No one even gave, like, the people that she was torturing gave her a look like, I didn't appreciate this, this, these three or five weeks of us getting tortured, but, like, uh, what's her face, the old you. girl? Like, no one said nothing. And the same thing with John Walker. You killed a dude on TV, and you got to keep the suit, and you still got the suit? Like, come oh, on, dog. Hey. Come on, dog, and you and like you just you just show up and like you're all you're all good because you 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 knocked out a couple terrorists with Bucky and uh, yeah are you oh straight God. though? Yeah, now we forgot about like that. Thing. The government ain't gonna come back and be like hey dog hey we need that suit. We girl. already like, told you you can't be out here wilding. You can't do dog. this no more. Like you got this the show give or
1: did somebody, did somebody kill somebody in real life? You guys stop confusing me
0: it was on. <laughs> it was on the show i was just like
1: okay i <laughs> you
0: know, have, have a probation officer like you know, you exactly. i'll just say
2: for this for this for these marvel shows that they've been doing maybe it's fair to it's unfair to judge them now because we don't know where it's going to end up in in the grand scheme of things like we don't know what you know captain america 4 is going to look like we don't know what doctor strange 2 and spider-man 3 all we don't know how it's going to tie in with these movies my issue with WandaVision and with Falcon War Soldier, just how they're ending these shows and how they're kind of cramming things in and leaving stuff on the cutting room floor that need to be explored. That's the whole reason you do a TV show so you can take time to really tell a whole story. And they're not really doing that with these shows. So it's like I, I, I came into these shows with like, you know, I guess decent expectations, but I didn't ha- I don't have movie level
0: expectations for these TV shows no more. Like I, I guess you, you're making the point that this is why they had the TV shows, but you, we got to remember if it wasn't for COVID, these would be leading into other bigger projects, which would kind of take our eyes off maybe their shortcomings for a period of time. But we also have to look at it like this. Yeah, like but they got to okay.
1: adjust, but they got to adjust the way they've been adjusting. I mean, I don't have not watched the shows, but the way they've been adjusting, you know, removing virus and da da da, da da, they can adjust to make it that much stronger because they're not bringing out these projects.
2: Well and other, what I, other streaming services are doing a better job of putting their stuff out there. Like Marvel yeah, needs to get their head out of their ass and right. put fucking Black oh, Widow man. on Disney Plus. Like, dude that. Like that yeah, shit should have yeah, been put out. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that that's, messed up the that messes up the storyline and that messes up the arc. Like, I'm not I'm not any less excited for Black Widow. I'm not any less excited for Shang Chi. I am not excited for Loki as a TV show. I'm not. I'm sorry. Like, I'm gonna mm-hmm. watch it. But I'm not going into it like super excited. And I don't think, I'm I'm not sure if it's going to be good or not. I don't even know if he deserves a TV show. That character is not interesting anymore.
0: And we're going, to, going to, to give him ready, another right? TV show? So what, what I would say so is that with the uh, Marvel shows, you got to look at it, they're putting in Marvel budgets with these shows, but they're not getting, like I know Marvel pretty much has like money printed forever up to the moon, but they're putting high quality... You know special effects into these shows, but they're not reaping the benefits of this. Like it probably costs a grip to build these shows, but you're not getting the ticket sales and the revenue from these shows. So I can understand, like, hey man, we spent three hundred billion dollars on this show. We're not really getting return outside of advertisement from well, what are they gonna, people are, a, are already going to watch service. You're okay, a thirty dollars a head, and I'm stealing. I'm not even paying for the account I use. You know what I'm saying? They're losing money. They're getting my I full twenty dollars. Like Allegedly, they're getting my $20 if I had to go watch a Falcon Winter Soldier movie. You know what I'm saying? So they're losing. I believe they're probably losing money with these shows.
2: I mean, you, can, you could maybe make the argument with the Black Widow project because there's. I feel like I'm the only person who's excited to see that. So, yeah, maybe their Disney would lose some money by putting Black Widow on a streaming service, and they would probably lose some money if they just did the whole, like, Hey, we're going to put it on here for $30. You can watch it for like a day or for the weekend. Yeah, they're going to lose that box office um, money that they're used to,
0: but fucking everybody is. Like, I'm, not talking about the movie. Is, I'm talking about the series, and the movie was still going to be in theaters as well. This is going to do half and half.
2: But the, the series, like, I don't understand this whole, like, where, the, where Marvel is losing money by not putting uh, a, a TV show on a streaming service. Like, Nothing would be different if it wasn't <clears throat> if there wasn't Corona outside of like the storyline, but them putting it
0: on Disney Plus is what was going to happen. Like that wasn't going to be. We're gonna drive more people to the movie. Anywho, uh, the, one so one. You know, the movie that it was uh, what was supposed to come out before it was supposed to lead in like Doctor Strange two or something like that. Um <clears throat> Side note, did y'all know Look, the- he's always
1: right. Just. Guys, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah.
0: no. I'm just trying to move the conversation. To me. I, <laughs> we were, I think we were talking about two different things, but the actor that played uh John Walker, I did not know he was the son of Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. I see how he got that job.
3: He's got that big chin, so yeah, that makes sense. I do have a quick yeah, thing a, that I wanted. Black I, really? I have a quick thing that I wanted to put in based off of a, a conversation me and South Greece had earlier about the growth. So. The lowest grossing movie, two movies by Marvel, are The Incredible Hulk, which did 134 million, and Captain America, the first Avenger, which did 176 million. So, yeah, they're, they're getting big money per pop. I know they didn't make that on Disney streaming, so they did take a loss. I don't,
2: Wait, I, you don't I
3: huh?
2: huh? Oh, okay, he wasn't playing, okay, well, yeah, he was in the video that. game episode, he, but he has like long hair and a beard, though, like he's, he's in that show. like, this whole, like, Disney is taking a loss because of corona. Like, Black Widow and Winter... Or not Black Widow. uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was going to be on Disney Plus regardless. Like, they didn't lose any money. And uh, Black Widow was was supposed to come out first. So, they lost money. They're losing money on Black Widow. They didn't lose no money off of Falcon and the Winter Soldier or... WandaVision. I'm not no money saying they're
0: losing returns. money. I'm saying they're not getting the same return versus what they would put in for a movie. Which, again, I don't really care that much. But, um, <laughs> but it's not true. <laughs> you don't get so any they're, return. They're, on they're,
2: on a, on a, like, if anything, they probably had more viewers because of Corona. Like, more people are at home looking for something to watch. Put that shit on Disney+. Plus.
0: They're I mean, more likely
2: to watch it now.
0: I, I don't know about now. Things are actually starting to Like I'm
2: talking about when it was supposed to come out. If it was just like, Hey man, streets are shut down. But guess what? Disney has. They got Falcon and the Winter Soldier for you. People are watching that. Like, they're not being like, well, I'm stuck in the house. I'm not going to watch this show on Disney Plus that I've been waiting a year for. They're going to watch it.
0: Uh, I, I, yeah. Sure.
2: Black so, Widow, uh, Black Widow, maybe not so much, but like yeah, I get it with Black Widow, I, not with the TV. Black show. Widow
0: is in the Godzilla, Mortal Kombat, Coming to America through categories. Like if it's on, I ain't got nothing to do. I'm um, at home. I might watch it, but it's not yeah, really because Mortal Kombat is ass. I didn't watch it. Yet. it
1: Aww, <laughs> you know, okay, hang on,
2: hang on, hang on. It's not. I'm not. It's not ass. But it's like if you go in there looking for like some deep plot and some great dialogue and some like amazing acting, you're going to be disappointed. If you're going into in, yeah, if you're going into They're that going movie for to see
1: the fighting, yeah,
2: if you're going in there for to see some fighting and some violence, you're gonna. I'm good. That's what I want to see. That's okay. all I wanted. I was, I was like, yeah, this is good. One thing
0: about this hype and nostalgia. Like, oh, it's Mortal Kombat. Like, I don't, I don't care about Mortal Kombat. I don't you, even. Like,
3: was the, Blade in that movie? Because I know. Um, one yeah. of my cousins was like, Oh, they don't do her no justice. I didn't even think she was still alive, like after all these years. It doesn't
2: matter. Like
0: it
3: matters
0: like there's <laughs> a whole real <world> combat <laughs> lore. Like, there's like an actual deep, like Marvel cinematic type universe with these characters. I was like, shout out to Jalen. He was trying to explain to me, like, yeah, this is. Mortal Kombat's been going on for years, and you take over planets if you win your turn. It's a wild. I don't know what's going on. Like, I think I'm there's not it, I, I'm not paying attention
2: to that storyline.
0: I want to. I'm going to build that one. That's what I was there for. A random side note: apparently, there's like a, a Power Rangers like universe too. Like, there's like comics, like the Green Ranger be out here killing people and shit like that.
3: I, I don't well, know. Originally,
0: yeah. I mean, like, there's like a whole like story about the. I don't know. Anyways, that's mad random. Uh, back to the Falcon water soldier, uh, who Marcus is, is, he's on this Will Smith cake. So I guess he was talking about, Anthony Mackie versus Will Smith No, you know game. what,
3: you know what? I, I want to start this thing off. Right. Holy we shit. can go ahead and introduce it. But look, the, the disrespect in Will Smith has gone too far. It hasn't put some respect on this man's name. The man did independence day. I could have in, in black.
0: I could have Men in black.
3: No, Stop you could that. not. Okay, you're not even that great of an actor. You're you're, you're a passable actor. podcaster, you're okay. not Will Smith level. Let's get that okay. straight. Let me ask you this. 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 On the you, this. you, Why
0: you Overrated movie. Let me ask you this. You When's, the When's the last time you've been excited to see a Will Smith movie? I'll wait.
1: Bad Go bad, ahead. And I All
0: right. <laughs> Let me see what year I Am Legend came out. Why you I'm going to guess and say it was
1: 2008. Bad Boys. I still
0: have not seen the Bad Boys movie because I don't care.
3: Bad Boys 3, which was an excellent movie. I Am Legend came out in
0: 2007. Try again. So close. Try again. So anybody listening to the podcast, Gemini Manager. No, it was not. <laughs> it was great. I
1: didn't see tells it. somebody me the last,
0: tell me the last time they signed up for a Will Smith movie, I will give you credit. But nobody cares. He's great on social media, but real life, nobody cares about his movies. He's, he's an average actor at best. If Lorenz Tate was 6'4", Will Smith would be out of here. He's not. Like, no questions asked. No questions asked. Will Smith cannot be older. Will Smith cannot play. Uh... Yes, he can. No, he cannot. Bruh, you're, you're wild. <laughs> you you see,
3: right. It was another excellent performance by the brother.
0: Okay. So let me ask you this. So you want to see Will Smith and Django? Yeah, I, I feel like he could so do you Django. Want wild, wild, so, you want wild, so you want a PG-13 Wild Wild West remix? That's what you want? Because that's what the movie would have turned into. No, no it, it wouldn't. wouldn't. It. Did wild, you want to see Will Smith? Wild Wild West is actually a really good movie, It was not a good movie. You know
3: what, You want to see Will Smith and Tupac? This is time for me to go. He could have did that as well. Better than Anthony Mackie playing too far. Did you, did
0: you want to see? Will Smith play Neo in The Matrix? Because it would have turned to a PG thirteen joke a second minute. C- come on, man. Come on, stop. Anyways, to act. Yeah, he he wanted to bring up the Anthony Mackie Will Smith argument, and I can kind of see where this is going. And go ahead, go ahead. I'm not saying I'm I'm not saying
2: that Anthony Mackie is a better actor. I'm just I was just asking the question like. You can look at their IMDb pages, and clearly Will Smith has had the better career. But if you look at some of the performances that Anthony Mackie has done, like Striking Vipers, does Will Smith have that in him? Because there was some layers to that movie, or to that to that episode on uh, Black Mirror. Like, Anthony Mackie is like a Broadway, like an off-Broadway actor, like trained Juilliard type of actor. Like, he doesn't get these big major roles, but like you can't tell, like, especially after watching how he plays uh, Falcon, you can't tell me Anthony Mackie couldn't be in Bad Boys 2 and Bad Boys 3. You couldn't tell me he couldn't play the character. Because he could. He's got the charisma. He's got the swag. He's got the comedy chops. Like, he's a that good-looking a guy. He's in shape. What's
1: the point the comparison?
2: Conversation, honestly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, he's kind of got I mean, He's <laughs>
0: enough He's kind of got the Doctor Stone eyes. Uh, if you watch Doctor Stone or read the manga Doctor Stone, you'll understand. He's got the Chloe and Haley eye thing going, where his eyes are kind of sp- spread apart on his head a little bit. But that's neither here nor there. But yeah, that doesn't take away from his uh, amazing career as an actor. And again, just because something, just because somebody is more successful, or like a brand, or a food, or an actor, or a rapper, or a musician, or singer, it doesn't mean they're better at the craft than somebody that's not getting as much shine. Like let's. Let's, let's yeah, get and, the whole narrative out of here. And, I, and, and I'm, a Will, I'm a Will Smith
2: fan. Like, I bigged up Bad Boys 3. I thought it was a good movie. And I, I saw Jim and I, man, in theaters. Will Smith was not the problem in that movie. Like, the movie had its problems. Will Smith was not one of them. Like, he did he did good enough for him. But that's my thing, is people think that he is more talented than what he is. He does good for what he's, his ability lets him. But there are other actors that are able to take... A character in a movie and a scene to a level that Will Smith just can't go to. Like, it's not a diss. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm a pretty good podcaster. I'm not on Joe Budden's level. I'm not on Joe Rogan's level, but that's, that's fine.
0: I mean, uh, Joe Rogan,
2: like whoever, like, and that might be a popularity thing, but you you understand what I'm saying. Like, like there's, there's basketball players who are 6'4, you know, 220, they work really hard, they practice really hard. And they, they're really good at basketball, but they're still not Steph Curry. Steph Curry is like no one's Steph Curry, but you're still good at what you do. And it's fine that you're not Steph Curry, because nobody is. It's fine that Will Smith isn't as good an actor as Lorenz Tate or Denzel Washington Will Smith or Jamie Fox.
3: So Anthony Mackie can run. Get the Anthony, Anthony Mackey wasn't was on
2: Broadway. Will Smith was a rapper. He like, a great, he, it, he's a rated legendary rapper. number one actor at
0: that. Will Smith, what's, what's, is
2: a, Will Smith is damn near an industry plant. If we want to be honest, when it comes to acting, no, he's not, man. Look, Will Smith you, no, no, no. Just, Did you hear the story about how everything. Quincy Jones gave him, got him that role for the first time? That's
1: freshmen? true. That is super
2: Quincy true. like, right. was like, you're like right. yeah, you're doing this show, but and no one him. else
3: could have done that role better than because him. It was re- even him. in that, like, I think people forget that episode. Where his father left. That was such a. Oh it, my he God was God. Oh, there go. Here go. That, from that, that is emotional performance. Y'all, y'all look it. at Will Smith. This light light y'all just that, that, look at the comedy. Right. Y'all don't look at your character
0: development. You call out to that one whack ass movie where he had a bad afro and a bad mustache, and you go to that one. scene was a great movie. and that one bad accent. Tell the truth. You you go to those two things. No man, stop. People point at people
2: point at that Will Smith scene. Like Morris Chestnut couldn't have did that. Morris Chestnut could have did that scene. Get out of he here. Could. Morris Chestnut couldn't have been. What you Will Smith been?
3: could have been Ricky. I'll say that.
0: Will Smith could not. We're not asking you to be Ricky. Imagine you be O-dog. <laughs> he he O-Dog.
3: He can't do that. Can't do that.
0: No like, man. Like, like, like you look
3: at. You look they look have at, their like,
1: separate like, lanes. Like Will Smith. Look, knows this is, you know what I didn't want to what he can do, And he and he does that, and Anthony Mackie does his own thing. I don't look, see why we have to
0: compare them. Will Smith can't keep it, can't even keep other dudes from dicking down his wife. Dog.
1: Let's what it really
3: is is what it all boils down to is South, South Breeze has an issue Secondhand with colorism, and I just called it. That's what the spade is. What's he doesn't on? like people that are light skinned and Who so he has a problem with Will Smith. That's what the real deal is. Will Smith doesn't like does me in the winter
1: time when I'm pale.
3: Will Smith is light-skinned now? Will Smith is a lighter, brown-skinned brother, and South Breeze won't even give the guy a chance. The guy has a lot of great movies. I can see the development, the diversity and what he can do. I mean, sometimes as as black actors, you don't get the opportunity to play certain roles.
2: Okay, I'm not going to let you get that. I'm not going to let
3: you get that. I I remember (laughs) being a young black actor myself, a member of the International Thespian Society, by the way, and I remember I auditioned for the role of Romeo and Romeo and Juliet. This is a true story. I'm listening. And I'm they listening. wanted me to play Marquisio. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm not doing that. Like, I, I, I went in, I hit a home run, and it was always, hey, you know what? You be the comedic relief. Or you do this, or you be loud and ghetto and funny, but we don't want you playing a serious role. And I think you guys are kind of sweeping that issue under the rug. Will Smith has the chops to do everything that you've mentioned. Now, maybe he's not as believable because he is light bright. But old dog, was he a great I'm character? Right? No. Yes. Anybody can play old dog. No. Okay. And and he call,
2: okay, you keep calling him light-skinned. I'm not Will Smith is not light-skinned. He is off. a light brown. Ti is light skinned and we and you keep you said in the group chat talk about Will Smith doesn't have the opportunities to get these uh these uh, meaty these meaty roles these the esque roles. When Will Smith has been producing movies since 2002, he has his own production company. You want to do something with some depth to it, Will? Then do it. Like you have the ability and the money and the net, like. Will Smith is like, I don't know if we've said this before, Will Smith is Drake. Will Smith can do whatever he wants. He's going well, in his prime, I guess, like back in back in the bad boys, Independence <laughs> Day, during that era, Will Smith could have done anything he wanted, and it was going to make money. Just like Drake can do anything he wants, and it's going to make money. If Will Smith wanted to do those things, he would have done them. And, I, and, and I'm not going to falter for that. Like, If I was him, if I'm like, hey, alien movies, action movies, blockbusters, that's going to make me the most money, I'm in it. And I ain't got to work that hard, I can just go out there and be myself, fuck it, I'm going to do that. I'm not going to go out there and do Malcolm X. I'm not going to do Training Day. I'm not going to do any of these movies that requires me to do any type of work as an actor or develop a character, any of that stuff. I'm just going to go out here and cash these checks. That's what I would do, honestly. I'm not going to do what Jamie Foxx is doing because that that shit looks hard. I don't want to do that. I'd like to take the easy route. So this this idea that Will Smith wasn't given the opportunity when he was an executive producer on iRobot. Like, if he wanted to make a good movie where he had to show off his acting chops, he'd have just made one.
3: And he made I Am Legend, which was a great movie that showed off his acting chops in a mostly non-speaking role.
2: That a lot of actors could have done.
3: <laughs> no, they can't. But boy, hey, like I, Don I, Cheadle could have did that. <laughs> I don't he, he's one of the greatest sure, but, actors of all time,
1: but he did it. But he did it. He did. Even if other actors could have done it, they're actors at the end of the day. But he's he's equally as talented. If he did it, he did it successfully.
2: But let's not act like no one else could have done the roles that Will Smith has done. That's my thing. Where people are just like, "Yeah, Will Smith is one of the greatest actors ever. Like only he could have pulled off Mike Larry and Bad Boys." So I, but I just know he's that over. there's like there there's a limit to Will Smith's acting ability. And it's not like he's a... And he is not a trash actor. Like I said, I like his movies. I pay to see his stuff. But I'm not gonna just sit here and just be like, yeah, you know, because he has box office success, he's the best actor. He's not. And that's fine. He's good at making money.
3: Well, side note on that, I guess the racist nigga left the podcast, (laughs) so I'll be taking over (laughs) as the moderator going forward. So... Um, what we'll do, we're going <laughs> to jump on, for some weird-ass reason, um, fans are clamoring for Iron Man back. Uh, we'll just go real quick on that, because yeah. that's ridiculous. He had the perfect send-off. He's dead. Let it go. What are your thoughts?
2: I honestly think uh, Robert Downey Jr. is responsible for this, because uh, they talk about him <clears throat> being one of uh, our great actors, and like I know him coming up. He was pretty good he had a like a lot of big roles and he's you know born into the industry or whatnot and he had a a good little run early on and then he had like you know drug problems alcohol problems jail problems he kind of went away and then he came back and kind of had a resurgence with uh iron man but through like the 20 years that he was in the mcu a lot of his solo stuff wasn't that great and didn't have he didn't have a lot of success outside of marvel so if I'm him, and I'm like, hey man, these movies that I'm doing when I'm not Iron Man aren't really making that kind of money. Like, can't hey, y'all y'all got any y'all got another script? Y'all can't write another movie? Y'all can't throw me in a cameo or something? Like, cause, in the in, hey man, he he lives a very extravagant life, and them bills ain't gonna pay himself. So if they can throw him in Iron no, Man, no, he needs to be
3: done. I'm tired of Robert Downey Jr. But so, so, like,
2: what? What's the people ain't watching what? this stuff? Like, you going you are you gonna go see? Did you see Doolittle?
3: That movie was ass. And he made
1: someone have on my HBO on.
3: is currently watching it, but I I don't know. Due date was good though.
2: Was it good because of him or because of Zach Galifianakis? Like, I think Robert it was Downey, kind of a
3: mix. He was kind of funny in it too. Uh,
2: Robert Downey Jr. hasn't been able to carry a movie on his own and be able to lead that to box office success like he has <laughs> with Iron Man.
1: <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
0: Look, the Illuminati heard me talking bad about Will Smith. And they don't want me to shine anymore, exposing him for the mediocre actor that he is. But the thing with Robert Downey Jr. is kind of the same thing with like Daniel Ratcliffe, right? Once you play like such a huge role, like a Harry Potter or an Iron Man, you are now Iron Man. You are now Harry Potter. I don't care if Harry Potter puts on a – see, I just call him Harry Potter. I don't care if Daniel Radcliffe puts on an Oscar-worthy performer, performance. All I see is Harry Potter. Same with, like, Brian Cranston. Prior to Breaking Bad, I saw him as the goofy-ass dad and Malcolm in the middle. Now all I see him is the meth dealer, Heisenberg. Like, I can't look at him in any other way because he did that role so well. So it's kind of like you kind of – with your own success, you kind of push yourself out of those other lanes. So he's not coming back. Just get that idea. Like, That's stupid.
3: Yeah. Like, I agree. And see, that's what your real issue is with Will Smith. It's because he's such a great rapper. That's all that you can ever see him with because oh, your cool. mind is so small that you can't see beyond that to see the true talent that's going on there.
0: But Will Smith to- is a mediocre rapper. You're, you're mediocre. I, it's colorism. I, it you're is an Anyways, so going sticking, I'm sticking on things that aren't mediocre to some people. Um, I guess the five-year anniversary let's of Lemonade. Go, let's go. I have go, nothing let's to go. say about this because I listened to the album all of one time. So um, this is where I will bow out. But uh, the next topic I- Before
3: we do the top five?
0: No, no. I'm just going to be sitting here listening. I have nothing no, to
3: I'm going to be about. sitting here, too, because I don't know nothing about Lemonade. I, I know. Just produced uh
0: Blaze produced Freedom with Kendrick Lamar. That's about all I know. Uh, shout out to Just Blaze. Shout out to Patch New Jersey. Shout out to Kendrick Lamar. Um, yeah, let's uh get get your takes off so we can get to the <laughs> real topics <laughs> to, a real, to a real artist that we're gonna talk about.
1: Oh, go I it. It. Let, me, let me order
0: my food on instacart. <laughs> uh, you want to go first on this one?
1: Uh, well, basically, we just experienced the five year anniversary of Beyonce's lemonade the iconic revolutionary album that she dropped with the even better visuals, okay? Yes, you give me that face, but the visuals, if you haven't seen it, then that's your own fault. Watch it and come back. It was cinematic, okay? Literally, the other day, it came on my shuffle, and I was super happy. Yes, I see,
3: (laughs) fine, yes, obviously, Lemonade,
1: Lemonade was a result to, you know, Jay Z cheating, and this was her album. First of all, was, I
0: will not stand for this slander. Black men don't cheat, and the album was not about Jay Z cheating. That was all propaganda, but continue.
1: And then he came out with 444. Listen, point of the matter is, it was extremely vulnerable. She showed us multiple sides of her She even showed, um, you know, her political stance. She made her voice heard. And I think it was definitely a movement definitely a movement so the fact that you weren't listening doesn't make any sense to me
2: uh it was definitely uh one of the uh great albums to come out that year and that was actually a really good year for music um but uh i don't know how many of these other projects that came out in 2016 are going to be talked about in the same way that lemonade is talked about now uh I mean, there's only so much that you can say about this project as far as like what it means and how it makes people feel and um, the uplifting of uh, black women and how they feel about things. And um, the one thing that I kind of gather from it is that uh, Beyonce could do uh, any genre and dominate it if she wanted it to. Like she's mm-hmm. she showed off her artistic range in that as far as like she's. She had been dominating pop and R&B for, you know, a decade at that point. And then she showed she could do a little bit of dance hall stuff. She showed she could do some country, country stuff. Country, yeah. She showed she could do some rock stuff. So it's like if mm-hmm. Beyonce wanted to do a, a rock album, she could do a rock album and that shit would go up the charts. Not because it's Beyonce, but because it's good. She could do the yeah. same thing with a country album. She did that. Like when she went to the Country Music Awards and did uh, Daddy Lessons... And they Mm -hmm. panned out into the crowd, and you saw all the white people like, "Oh my god!" Like, it wasn't a thing where it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't a thing where they were looking at her like, "Oh, this isn't good." Like, you know, I'm not enjoying this performance. It was more of a thing where it's like, "Oh well, she could. She this. She could literally take our shit, and we would not have it anymore." Like, what else? Like, what else? if, If nothing, what else do we have? If not the Country Music Awards? You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. uh, and I think what this what this album did is it kind of let um, black people kind of kind of remind black people like, hey, man, country music came from us. Rock music mm-hmm. came from us. Like these genres are born and created by us. And and let South Breeze tell it it was probably like a New Yorker that created country music and uh,
0: rock music. Actually, the, the, biggest, <laughs> uh, the biggest proponent of country music, I believe, was Ray Charles. That's what the country well, it, yeah,
2: like Ray Charles and the, um, the the Queen of Rock and Roll and like uh, uh, Little Richard stuff like that, like Chuck Berry. There's all these black artists that uh, did this type of music before that just didn't get the type of credit that a lot of uh, white artists were getting at that time. So I think Beyonce just kind of just let it be known, like, hey, I can I can dominate any genre of music that I want. Like, if I wanted to do a country album, I would do it, and it would be great, and there would be nothing you could do about it. So that was my big takeaway from it. Like, a lot of, especially, like, if you watch the, the visual side of it, it's a lot more telling as far as, like, the storytelling and what the message she's trying to, to push. But just listening to the album, it just really just shows, like, how artistic she is as a uh, performer. And... For some people to listen, like, I don't know how you can listen to this and be like, yeah, Beyonce is overrated. Cause who else would do something like this at this level? Like, I'd i be hard pressed to find anybody.
0: That is a uh, great segue into our next topic. The uh, five year anniversary of the yeah. death of Prince because Prince could most definitely oh. <laughs> all of those things you just said, and he has. So uh, yeah. back in uh, 2016, Prince uh, passed away. Um, I was a bit of a late adapter to Prince. Um, I kind ca- kind of just started really getting to into my Prince uh, era, I guess. And it's unfortunate. Um, I was driving home from Philly. Anyways, I was driving back to yes, my you birthday. You're old, <laughs>
1: French. Yeah, <damn>. I would <laughs> have <laughs> swore you were still 31. I mean, <laughs> Yes, I
3: just So, yeah,
0: Prince died on my birthday. So, that's why I remember I was out over Philly uh, and I heard it on the radio. I was like, damn, I just got into Prince. And the even wilder thing is, I had the opportunity to go see Prince in concert, but again, I wasn't like tapped in at that point. And I'm, I'm not kicking myself because, again, I wasn't into it, but I'm like, damn, I could have went and saw Prince, but. I honestly think I I don't think it would have been the same experience at that stage of his career. I don't know if it would have been like it might have left a weird taste in my mouth. It's not like peak Prince, if that makes sense. But uh, real quick, uh, just you guys' thoughts on the uh, fifth anniversary of the of Prince. And I wanted to get y'all's top five non-hit or B-side songs from Prince. We'll start with uh, Mr. Savage.
3: Oh man, you know what? Maybe I want to say after Michael Jackson died, I really I started to hear a lot more about Prince. I always knew about Prince. My mom actually met him two times. Um, so she was like a huge fan back in the day, even sung for him before. Um so that was one of the artists that was definitely played around the house sometime. Not all the time, you know, you got the freaky music. Um, but it was definitely a huge loss, him, you know leaving when he did. I felt like at that time, he was almost at a point where he was about to have another resurgence um, because he had just dropped the new album, I believe, and it was doing pretty well. Uh, for me, top five songs, uh, B-sides, If I Were Your Girlfriend, I love that song. Is um, that a B-side? These are well, my B-sides. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, Okay. it's on the B-side.
2: We're going to talk, talk about that because I got something I'm like, I don't know.
3: <laughs> yeah, because I was weirded out. Erotic City, I lo- you know, if you know me personally, you know Erotic City is my type of song. I love it. It's nasty, just like me, Jeff. Um... <laughs> I also like, <laughs> I like controversy because at the time that it came out, it was so much going on in his life. And he was like the first person to really come live and talk about that. Like there were so many different allegations, you know, is he black or white? Is he straight or gay? Like he had a lot going on. So that that's one that I like as well. Um, adore. I don't know if that's a B side or not, but yeah,
0: I was going to steal that one because technically that was not a single originally off the album, which I find is ridiculous that that album is that great that Adora was not a single.
3: But Yeah, Adora is probably definitely top three, released or not released all time for me. Um, I'm at four now. Kiss. I like Kiss. It makes me feel good. You know, I feel like I can wear like a cutoff tank top and ride mm-hmm. around in a Corvette. Use with my mind. hair tied and just, you know, make loud, moaning noises. I well, love it. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is values yeah. <laughs> You know, like that. <laughs> oh, man.
1: That
0: man's sick. <laughs> man, it's that's you get a
2: nasty award for that. <laughs> yeah, uh... I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as uh, Southbreeze is as far as like getting on the Prince uh, later in life. Like I did not grow up on Prince. Like uh, Prince makes very adult music, so there's really no reason for my parents to play that around me as a child when there's Michael Jackson right there. Like he's making popular music that's mostly kid friendly. So I was I was big on Michael Jackson. I honestly I didn't get like big in the Prince until. Probably my late twenties, maybe early thirties. Like it was a I was late, late. Like I knew of him, but I wasn't like super into it. But uh like there's there's a few people that have uh passed away that I know exactly where I was and what I was doing. It's Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, Osama bin Laden. Luther Vandross, DMX, Kobe Bryant, and Prince—like those are the, the deaths that stick out in my mind. It's kind of a—it's not really a random list outside of Osama Bin Laden, But uh,
1: <laughs>
2: Is he dead I though. To the body. See <laughs> body,
1: all
2: right. Or when they or when they announced that he was dead. So I don't know if he actually did die, but I I do remember where I was when Prince died, and it was just like, it sucks because I was at work and I couldn't really leave, and I just wanted to go home and be like, I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> like, why am I still here? Like, I feel like I should just be able to go home right now. But, uh, yeah, for uh, the to top five, top five B-side, Um, I would go with I Love You and Me, Insatiable, I Can Never Take Your Place. Uh, I'm not sure if The Glamorous Life, I'm not sure if that one counts as kind of a single, but it wasn't for him, like you wrote that for someone else. And then I went with... uh. The Beautiful Ones as my last pick, and I feel like that one's kind of tough because it's off of Purple Rain, and I feel like every song off of that album could have been a single. They just didn't do it like that back then, so I was kind of on the fence on, like, is this a B-side or not? Because, like, there's no B-side tracks on Purple Rain. Like, every one of those songs is a hit. I should have
0: probably denoted. Like, not I didn't necessarily mean, like, because, yeah, you're right, pretty much everything. Well like some of the songs I, if, that I wanted to pick were hits but they weren't
2: like singles Like those okay. songs that have like uh like a second life to them where they're like more popular now than maybe they were when they first came out
0: okay yeah I, I just want you know I didn't want the whole you know typical people to give you like uh 1999 purple little rain. red corvette <laughs> 1999 purple rain and sign of the times um let me pull up my list so I, I did start uh at one point going through Prince's entire discography, I didn't, I haven't finished yet, but I could confidently say that Prince, as far as what I've gone through, does not have a bad album, which is wild to say, cause he has a lot of albums out, but I haven't got the one where I'm just like, eh, bro, you probably should have kept that one in the vault. Uh, I made it through, uh, For You, Dirty Mind, Prince, Controversy, "999," Purple Rain, of course, um, Sign of the Times, Love, Sexy, The Batman Soundtrack, Love Symbol, Diamonds and Pearls, The Gold Experience, Come, Emancipation, Chaos and Disorder, The Truth, and that's where I stopped. Like I got like fifteen more to go, but um, yeah, what I would say is that if you if you're just stuck on albums like Purple Rain or Kiss or Signs of the Time, or I'm sorry, 1999. Definitely just check out all of his albums. Like, there's something there for everything. Like, how Marx was saying that there's no, like, many artists can't do what Beyonce did on Lemonade, but Prince did it, and he did it at like the highest level where he's writing, producing, singing, playing all the instruments for these different types of songs, the genre. So, he was definitely a one of a kind talent that is pretty hard to find these days. I'd, I'd be hard pressed. Even the best producer today. I don't think can produce and perform at that level. Well, people, wanna... have, people have tried, but there—I don't think, off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody that has reached that uh, the apex of just overall talent like that. Like if Beyonce were right here playing trumpets and shit, then you would be like, "All right, <laughs> she dances," which is a different, you know, discipline. But Prince danced, I guess, the, the twirl it and jump it or whatever he was doing. <laughs>
3: He was, he
2: was from the, he was from the he was James Brown school of, of dancing. But like yeah. Prince was one of the few artists that like didn't he didn't have to sing to like have people watching him. Like him on that guitar would be like the way we, I guess, listen or view like Whitney Houston singing, like how Whitney can captivate you with just her voice. Prince could do the same thing on his guitar. So it's like he doesn't have to sing, he doesn't have to dance for you to like have your eyes on just him and what he's doing, no matter who's on the stage.
0: Yeah, and and to the people that don't listen to Prince, to Marjorie's talking about the guitar. But yeah, grow up first and <laughs> foremost. But it's also disrespectful when you look at these uh, top 10, 50, 25, 100 like, best guitar solos, and Prince is never on any of those lists. Because I think they just... Assume that they always pick like rock and roll songs. And I guess they don't even think about Prince because that's not really his lane, but he has, he he deserves a spot in at least the top 10. Or let's He's say got some top nasty 10.
2: ones. He's
0: got yeah, some nasty ones. Yeah, I tried to make, I was working on a list and Prince is on that list a couple of times. But um, back to my, my list of my top five or my top five B side Prince songs as of today.
1: I thought you already did this. What are we doing? No, I
0: didn't name my songs yet. I got I got distracted they named like,
3: albums. albums.
0: Yeah, named albums. Uh, so the songs I went with as of today, um, and I wish title title was getting better by the by the minute, but they need to do what Apple used to do, where you had the counters where it counted how many times you listen to a song. Like I'm disgusted the amount of times I listened to Chris Brown forever. Um it was wild, <laughs> wild times back then. <laughs> I love that song. Shot the Polo the Don, even though he's a maga. But um, all right, so the songs I got is "I Hate You" from the Gold Experience, which is uh, referenced in the anime JoJo's uh, Bizarre Adventure Part Five, because the show is called the Golden the the Gold Experience. So no, it's called Golden Wind, but the the main protagonist, uh, fucking, I'm tripping, Jorno. His stand is called the Gold Experience so there you go jojo reference um the second song is called come from the album come it's a 10-minute song about uh Revis, cover your ears please it's a 10-minute song about uh pleasing women uh but below the belt like 10 straight minutes of just like
1: let's go like let's go
0: it, it's a great <laughs> song it is, it is like the greatest like if i'm trying to make a list of like songs that are over seven minutes that are like my top Listen to come. That is a great song. Like, it's got a good vibe, got a good bass line, got great horns. It's an awesome song. Um, The next would be Strange Relationship from Sign of the Times. Um, I just like it. This is, it's got a cool little vibe to it. It's pretty chill. Uh, Force, also from Sign of the Times, is called Adore, which again, when I Googled it, they said that wasn't a single. I'm like, wow. Like, Sign of the Times, like, a shot to PJ from Deuce Lunch. He said that is his favorite Prince album, and I was like, all right, so I wouldn't listen to it. I was like, it's got a lot of great songs on there, so I could see how he picked that. And the last song I'll go with is uh, Got a Broken Heart Again off the self-titled album Prince, which, again, kind of ties into the Beyonce tape because that's kind of a, it's not a pop song. It's kind of like a uh, fringe-ish Country, maybe ish song. I don't know how to describe it, but it's a, a departure from what you would think from a Prince song. Like, Prince has a whole album of just like acoustic guitar playing, right? It's, it's, it's he's got some really good stuff. So, I definitely uh, challenge everybody to cut off, uh, you know what I'm saying, Push and Little Uzi Vert and go stream some Prince. It, it's, you know, go do something different, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, shout out to Prince. Prince, Prince Forever, Prince the GOAT, you know what I'm saying? R.I.P. Prince. Shout out to you for dying on my birthday. Um, yes. <laughs> As we uh, wrap it up, Mark is brought up an interesting story that we kind of go full circle with the whole Marvel Disney thing. Is Marvel and Disney have leaned into the uh, the racial messaging, kind of being in tune and reading the room of what's happening in a uh, current time. So there was a, a Caucasian male that decided to go on Twitter and speak to the newspaper the orlando sentinel and say i love disney world but the wokeness is ruining my experience well um, yeah I, w- <clears throat> I was gonna ask before before we got into this like just
2: based off of the parent the uh, the uh, the title of the article what this man's race is uh what his religious beliefs are and what side of the line he votes on like if you had to guess he is white but like would you consider him like liberal, conservative?
0: I read the whole article, I, I <laughs> it, but I, I didn't have to read the article. No, he, he specifically said, full disclosure, I am a Christian and a conservative Republican. So the people who run Disney and I do not see eye to eye. Um. Yeah, this is more of like just commonplace cacacity, like. It's the it's the typical white dude things that were previously offensive that I ignore that I don't care about that doesn't bother me. I'm more offended that people are offended and that they're taking away the offended things. Now I'm offended because I can't continue to ignore offensive things. Like it, it doesn't it really literally doesn't make any sense. Like just it some just of the seems, shit he was saying was just it was just utterly ridiculous. Like, it just seems like white people just need something to complain about
2: because it's just well. Not white people, but, like, white men need something to complain about because everything is, like, geared towards them. So when any minor thing changes, they get their, you know, panties in a bunch or whatever. Like, he was saying, like, it's hard for him to enjoy a certain ride because they removed a character. I think the character's name is, like, Trader Joe or Trader Sam. And he's like, well, it's hard for me to enjoy this ride. Me and my family can't enjoy this ride anymore because now instead of just enjoying the atmosphere, we have to remember that, you know, the wokeness of Disney removed this character. So I'm like, I've never heard of Trader Sam. Let me do my Googles and see what's up with this Trader Sam. Apparently it's racist towards Native Americans. So I'm like, yeah, he had to go. I'm sorry that he's got to go, Mr. White Man. I'm sorry that that doesn't offend you. But like in 2021, even in 2020, People have a voice. There's people out here that didn't have a voice before that now have a voice and they're not going to be like, yeah, we're letting Trader Sam cook out here. No, nah, get that nigga the fuck out of here, man. You can't have this out here like that. And like, it, he opens up by saying how like before, I guess, uh, Disney employees weren't allowed to be out here showing their tattoos and now I guess they can wear like if you have a tattoo on your forearm and you want you can wear a short sleeve shirt now, and you can and now they have like uh, more inclusive haircuts. So if you're a woman and you want the Justin Bieber haircut, then that's fine. I, like I don't understand what he's complaining about, and it doesn't make any sense. And it's just it's embarrassing. Like you have nothing else to you have nothing else going on in your life that you're just like well, I can't enjoy Disney World anymore because my server's tattoo is showing on her wrist. Like, really? You spend thousands of dollars, and he says this, I spend thousands of dollars a year to travel across the country to come here to get out of the real world and, you know, enjoy this Disney magic and you're just throwing all this woke stuff in my face. I honestly would pay money to watch him watch every episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like, I want to see how he took that in. How do you consume that type of content if seeing a girl's tattoo bothers you? If seeing a girl with the Ellen DeGeneres haircut bothers you? If them taking away a racist caricature of a Native American bothers you? Like, how did you, how did you, feel? he's one of those people that, that Falcon is talking about where he's like, there's people right now, I'm, I'm out here being Captain America. There's people right now being like, not my Captain America, not my America. Nah, not, not this guy. Like,
0: it, it's just, yeah, i am quit waiting for Fox News to catch wind of what happened at the end of this show, because I I feel like they haven't really, you know, I feel like this would have been their whole show for the last six weeks. But one of the things that caught my attention and shout out to, to uh, El Chapas hometown of Orlando, where this gentleman is from. One statement that he made was that ooh, he said that Disney, please return to the values and his visions of Walt. The customer experience should be at the mm. core of your business model. Immersion should not be sacrificed at the altar of political correctness and appeasing the Twitter mob. And we've talked about this multiple times on this podcast. For all you people living in the year of our Lord 2021 who are blessed to have access to the internet or the ability to find a Dunkin' Donuts or McDonald's Wi Fi, type in the words racism and Disney. And this is what you'll find. Lady in the Tramp, 1955. Two Siamese cats, Si and Am, oh. are with anti Asian stereotypes. Uh, there's a scene where a dog pound comes where heavily accented dogs portray the stereotypes of countries their breeds are from, such as Pedro, the Mexican Chihuahua, and Boris, the Russian Borsi. The Aristocast, a Siamese cat is called Xiao Gun, voiced by a white actor, is drawn as a racist character. Oh. Of Asian he plays the piano with chopsticks. Dumbo, 1941, a group of crows that helped Dumbo learn to fly have exaggerated stereotypical black voices. The lead crow's name is Jim Crow, a reference to a set of racist segregation laws in the southern U.S. at the time and is voiced by a right actor, Cliff Edwards. The Jungle Book, 1968, the character of King Louie, an ape with poor linguistic skills, sings in a Dixieland jazz style and is shown as lazy. The character is being criticized for being a racist caricature of African-Americans. Peter Pan, 1953, the film refers to native people as Redskins, a racist slur. Peter and the Lost Boys also danced in headdress, which Disney now says is a form of mockery and appropriation of native people's culture and imagery. A song is originally called, What Makes the Red Man Rent? was also decried as (laughs) It was later renamed, What Makes the Brave Man Brave? We are not finished. The song, which is the the crown jewel of racism in the Disney uh, cinematic universe, Songs this out of 1946, one of, the, one of Disney's most controversial movies, which has never been released on video or DVD in the United States. <laughs> oh, my God. This depiction of plantation worker oh, perpetuates an old racist myth that slaves were happy in the cotton fields. Suck. So, so <laughs> sir, so, sir, if these are the values that you want Disney to go back to, the Christian conservative Republican, you need to do some self-reflection. You actually just need to not be a racist. That's pretty much what this boy down to like, but, but just, you're just a racist dog. Like, that's what it is, bro. Like you like racism. That. You like that. You like that. I don't, you like to ignore racism and that the idea that racism is going away bothers you and that's okay. Just go to parlor and complain there, not on Twitter. Cause I don't want to see it. And he definitely got packed up. They ate his ass up a lot <laughs> on But that's, that's like my issue with,
2: with people like that. They're just like, yeah, I feel like my conservative values are being censored. Like, my conservatism is not I'm not free to be a conservative in public. And I'm just like, what are these conservative values that you're talking about that people mm-hmm. are trying to cancel you for, that people will not let you express? Like, what are they? They never have an answer. Like, you being a Christian is something that's an issue because Christianity is the most like popular religion in America. Like, everybody is is, like, a lot of, a majority of Americans are Christian. Like, is it Santa Claus? Like what is it the is it saying Merry Christmas as opposed to happy holidays? That's the big thing that you feel like you're being censored over? Like I don't I don't get what conservative values you're getting slandered for that aren't rooted in racism or sexism.
0: Homophobia or xenophobia, oh, yeah, any of that stuff. But you know, it's crazy. He doesn't want to bow down to he doesn't want Disney to bow down to the the politics, but Again, full circle back to the Derek Chauvin thing. Let Colin Kaepern take a knee, and oh, we, we can't have this. He needs to be canceled. Kick him out the league. It's like you can't be mad at people for it. Just makes my hair hurt to think about doing like the, the verbal gymnastics to make these people make sense. But yeah, you're racist. Like that's you really went on Twitter and showed your face and told the entire world, hey guys, I am a racist. I do not like spending my money at Disney because I cannot ignore racist things that people are involved in, so.
1: I think his his explanation of, you know, they're taking away from the customer, or the customer experience, I think is what he said, but it's just like, you're not the only customer. That like, you're racist, so you're not the only customer. You know how many millions exactly. of people go to, billions of people that go and people who travel from all over the world go to Disney either of them especially the orlando one and you're not the only customer so why should they you know tailor to you why should we go back to you especially if your views are obviously wrong they're rooted in racism that has nothing to do with conservatism it has nothing to do with religion or anything like that and at the end of the day a public place should be an equal place, right? Like everybody should be feel equally welcomed, um, because it is a public place. That's that's just my view. Especially if I'm going there as a as a paid customer, I don't I don't want to be surrounded by things that are racist, like people that are racist or anything like that. So, especially the people who are working there, why should they have to be censored? I mean, I understand a certain look and uniform and things of that nature, but it's like, oh, you could people get to wear short sleeve shirts when it's like a hundred degrees outside and it feels hotter than that. Come on. They can't do that because they have a tattoo. Stop. This is 2021.
2: And and, Disney is going to be fine. Like Disney is not sweating this. Like Disney is not losing any money. They're not having meetings to be like, Hey, we need to figure out, figure out how we can uh, uh, cater to the white man, the conservative Republican white Christian, white man. Like we need to gear everything that we do towards that type of person. Like they're not doing that. Like there's more people out there willing to spend money than just white guys. Like there's plenty of money out there. This is, this, this is the same thing that happened when, um, when Kaepernick was kneeling and Nike came out and did like that whole little ad run with him in this store that sells like athletic equipment decided to take all the Nike gear out of his store In protest because Nike worked with Colin Kaepernick, and then his store shut down because niggas buy Nikes. Just like people buy Disney products and go to Disney World. Like Disney is not going anywhere, Nike is not going anywhere, Starbucks is not going anywhere. So they can take away your happy holidays, you'll be fine. They will keep going. Like this article did nothing but get you flamed up.
0: Yep. It is uh, another uh, L for the white man. You know, uh, Chet Hanks proclaimed it a uh, white boy song, <laughs> And <laughs> it's not going well for the, the white boy. <laughs> Yikes. Oh my God. I know Tom Hanks, he's got to want to kill that dude. Like, he's, he's <laughs> probably got a hit on Chetty Hanks right now, man. That's a that's a wild guy. But anywho, um, I think we covered everything. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, RIP uh, DMX, he was laid to rest today. The There's a big. Uh, a Big uh, procession in New York, he was being uh, late to rest. Was, his casket was in a like a monster truck and it was followed by a bunch of like motorcycles, you know, doing a whole release and shit like that. Also, RIP to uh, Shock G. Uh, I know Adolphus was a big fan of the Sex Packets album. Full disclosure, I've never heard this album before, I might have to check it out, but I heard it's very good. Um, would you like to say uh, some words on uh, Mr. Shock G? <laughs>
3: Uh, Definitely. The guy was was an innovator. Um, I didn't know that he actually produced uh, Shed So Many Tears and has a bunch of other credits as well uh, for production, but I definitely was ahead of his time with the whole party rap vibe. Like They made good songs that were still a little bit along the lines of that 80s thing, but they had the transition over to the more of a G-funk sound, so um for, for a West Coast style album is very good, very fun to listen to. Um for my song of the week, I am gonna actually name out the song Sex Packets, real cool beat. Definitely took the name for you know the other podcast from them because you know mm. no longer will I ever have the jacket. It. It's a pill wrapped in a little bitty packet. So shout out to them. That's all I gotta say. Legendary.
0: Yep, it's definitely been a uh, crazy week for artists and such. So definitely, uh, everybody stay healthy, stay safe. Stay, stay, damn, I can't talk today. Stay healthy, stay, stay safe. Um, <clears throat> the NFL Draft is coming up this week real quick. Forgot about that. Just because, like, I've just been so detached and found to swear because, it's, again, we did a podcast on Derrick Burnett's Report. Shout to them. Uh, last episode, we had uh, Charles McDonald and uh, Scott Karasik. I think it's not yeah, Scott. Yeah, I think that's his name. Sorry if I called you the wrong first name. But we had them been talking about the potential uh, scenarios with the Falcons draft. It's, it's starting to get ridiculous. You're getting to the point of the draft where, like, they're starting to bring up just, like, the wildest th- stuff you could ever think of. Like, oh, like, before this is the greatest quarterback class in the last 10 years. Now it's like, oh, we're scared of this class. We don't think any of these guys are going to be successful. These guys are bust waiting to happen. Like, some came out about Justin Fields previously having, like, epilepsy or something like that. Just, they're, they're just trying to pull out all the stops, but um, again, my draft predictions from the starters at the Falcons are going to go with the quarterback at four. Um, I don't think they're going to trade back. I don't think they're going to take Kyle Pitts. Um, hopefully um, Kyle Shanahan is a moron and takes uh, Mac Jones from Alabama so we can get Justin Fields. So that would be spectacular uh, for Mr. Savage. He's a jazz fan. Obviously we know what they're going to do in the first round. They're obviously taking his Lawrence. Um, I don't know who the Colts, what their selection is the first round, but. uh, 21st. 21st. What what is your position of need and who do you think you're taking? Um, It's kind of funny when
2: uh, people talk about the Colts, like especially the national media, um, they're, they're always referring to us as like a Super Bowl ready type team when our positions of need are left tackle and at the time quarterback, defensive end, and cornerback and if you were to name like the top five positions like important positions in football quarterback left tackle pass rusher defensive back are probably in that top five and we need all those outside of and we're still not sure on the quarterback so um, we definitely have a lot of needs I think we're going to do what we did uh, last year in trade down which is why I do not watch the draft now because uh, I remember staying up uh, late to watch the draft and watch the Colts pick a player. And they decided to trade out of the first round. So I stayed it for nothing. And I was tired as hell. And I was like, you know what? Not going to get me like that again. I'm not going to do it. So I think they trade out of the first round again and take the best available um, offensive lineman, best left tackle or defensive end. It's one of those two. But for me, I am hoping that the Falcons take uh, Kyle Pitts. <laughs> I want to see chaos on the timeline.
3: I mean, again, oh, hold on, because I'm not going to let you skip on me. We have two picks. So first and foremost,
1: <laughs> this is
3: the crowning achievement of my lifetime. As a Jackson <laughs> fan. Like, I, I, I'm not even going to lie. I wake up every day and watch Trevor Lawrence highlights. Um, You know, I read every article. I'm like in depth, in tune to it. I cannot wait. Like, this is the most excited I've ever been for any draft pick. Like, I promise you, from, from all them days where I could not go to work the next day because I was so disappointed in the Jags, um, I've even i I've contemplated quitting the team so many times. Even last year, I said, I'm not even going to watch anymore because you just it, it, you suck so bad for so long. <laughs> it's like I just can't take anymore. I can't, I felt like the Count of Monte Cristo where every year he knew he was going to get his behind whipped viciously <laughs> over and over again. And it was like the 20th year he was standing there hanging and he was just like, just get it over with. Cause I know you, I'm going to get my 20 something lashes. My back's going to be cracked open. You're gonna beat me into with an inch of my life until until God comes and saves me. That's how bad it was being a Jackson. So <laughs> Definitely getting Trevor Lawrence. I don't care if he's no good. I don't care if he's Tim Couch. The excitement is is just I cannot believe it. Like it's it's I can't even explain. It. Like it's the only thing that's keeping me sane. Uh, with the second pick, I hope it's Rashawn Bateman or Xavier uh, Collins if he slips. Uh, our second pick's at 25 in the first round. But that first pick, we, we've we been waiting so long for this. We've been a laughing stock. I've gotten into wars and fights with people on Twitter because they don't respect my opinion on sports because I'm a Jags fan. <laughs> because it doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous. And that time is now over. Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence, all my eggs are in this basket. We in here. Thank you. Thank you, God.
2: I'm honestly just based on what the the, (laughs) based on based on all the stuff you said. I'm honestly now going to start rooting for the Jaguars to be decent now, except against the Colts. But like, I couldn't imagine being like a fan of a team that was struggling for that long, and then to finally get in the position to get you know the greatest draft prospect in thirty years at quarterback and. You know, for that to for that to fail would suck so bad and would be so depressing that I would It'd be probably part for, the course. for, the, It'd be par for but, the course. But th- it, it would be different if it was um I think the Jaguars do have a better chance of like building something around Trevor just because they have more draft picks in that first one. They have like two don't they have like five picks in the first like three rounds or something? Like they have a lot of draft picks that are really good draft picks. And they just cleared house with their GM and coach. So, you know, I feel like anybody could turn this around with this many picks. So, I don't know. I just want to put out there that Mac Jones has a DUI, and they don't ever talk about that. He does have a DUI.
3: People.
0: Um, yeah. That
2: Dak Prescott fell in the draft because of that. But Mac Jones is now scheduled to go to the 49ers at three. But DUI.
0: Uh, Johnny Mazzell was out there wilding too, but you know that's neither here. Baker nor there.
2: Mayfield is on camera running away from the police in college, and he went number one overall. Like, you I, can you, you can use that
0: session that draft. I don't remember number one number one overall, but that's that's very sad. Oh, how do you feel about your Giants? Hey, Who we drafted baby.
1: Hey, big blue. I-
0: they call me. Uh, I'll
2: pay attention this year. Saquon's thighs are coming back. Uh-huh. <laughs> and hey, with that, uh huh.
1: Sure.
2: hey, I ain't even gonna lie. If I was, if I was a Giants fan, I'd want them to draft a quarterback. Taking <laughs> <laughs> Jones ain't it? Dog. He ain't it. You could tell. Like it's been two years. Like I, I could look at that guy. And be like, nah, that ain't that. Ain't. You, you could do better than that. Like
1: next,
2: give me Trey Lance, dog. Trey Lance me at that spot. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so uh, shout out to you know L for making a cameo. Appreciate AC3 Savage, uh, Mister Sniffles. Uh, appreciate everybody listening, and checking out the chat. Jump in the chat, rock with us. Subscribe a podcast, YouTube, Spotify, all that fun shit. This is a KTSD
1: podcast. We are out. Peace.